Welcome to the Mind Over Matter podcast with Heather Hakes, where mindset is everything. Thank you for joining me for today's podcast. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe and leave me a review. This podcast is designed to help open your awareness to the truth of who you are, a limitless being. You are worthy and deserving of an abundant and prosperous life. It's time to peel back the false beliefs and live the life you dream about. For additional resources or to contact me directly, please visit my website, heatherhakes.com. Without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to episode number 520. In today's podcast, my guest and I are talking all things quantum physics, energetics, but really we deep dive on how to raise your money consciousness. This is what I see most people have problems with and Maybe you've heard the term generational trauma, but today you are going to learn how to release lack, fear mentality, but I want you to know this applies to every area of your life, not just money. Welcome to today's podcast interview. I brought on Janet Schmidt. Janet, welcome. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here today. It's it's always exciting to share what I do with, with uh, your listeners. For those that are new to you, please give a little background. Where do you live and what do you do? Well, I live in Southern California right now. I've lived in about 10 different states in my life. But what I do right now is I'm the creator of Reprogram for Success, which enables people to, it's, it's across, the best way to explain it is a cross between epigenetics and quantum physics. So it deals with the energy and the energy that's in our brain. And the energy that's in our thoughts, our emotions, because let's face it, that the biochemical effects of our brain's functioning shows that our very cells are affected by our thoughts. But then we go to epigenetics, and that means that it's the imprinting, right, from our ancestors that's going to, that goes into us from the time of birth to about seven years old. After that, it's society and our friends that dictate our reality, our behaviors, our thoughts, our beliefs. And so what I did was I came up with a system that uses about five to seven different techniques that can move out an old belief and usher in the new, more enhancing belief so that the behavior or the thought is no longer existent. So it's like removing fear and putting safety and security and confidence in its place. Pardon the interruption. If this content is resonating with you, please be sure to leave a five-star review. I want to offer you some additional resources. Visit my website, heatherhakes.com, and sign up for my free video training on how to reprogram your subconscious mind. I also offer one-on-one coaching. I will help you create clarity and a roadmap so you can live the life you dream about. Best part? Everything I teach, you can start implementing right now. To learn more and apply, visit heatherhakes.com. Now, back to regular programming. Okay, so I want to, we're going to backtrack a little bit. We're fully immersed in this, so I know we're familiar with this stuff, but some of these terms I feel like could be new to listeners. So as an example, I'd love to talk about, I'll just give what I know epigenetics to be from my little studying, and I'd love for you to explain it a little further. What I understand epigenetics to be is understanding that our environment is what turns genes on or off. So as an example, our thoughts and feelings are creating, quote, an environment for ourselves. So if you're, you know, a toxic environment, constantly negative, 
fear-based worry, anxiety can literally create cancer versus we've been taught to believe that we have a predestined, um, you know, life based on genes, right? So if mom and dad had breast, if mom had breast cancer, well, I'm going to get it because it's in my genes. And epigenetics says, no, it's not in your genes. Your environment based on your internal state will turn these genes on or off. Is that true? Genes are turned on, genes are turned on and off. So for example, I, the best way I can use is my mother was very fear-based. So I was born into that fear-based reality. So this yeah. goes to what you're saying. And so it turned on my genes of fear. So I had that. And it is very true that certain uh, anger, uh, resentment, jealousy, all of these things, especially judgment, can uh, really turn on um, illness on you. It can bring it on if you get self-consumed in it, and it does turn those genes on. So you're right, it does turn off and on, but it's what you're if you think about it, it's what your parents bring into it. So it's kind of your ancestors kind of embed it into your parents and then your parents give it to you. So it's not necessarily they're, they are programmed for cancer. It's they're programmed for resentment. They're programmed for uh, prejudice. They're programmed for all these things. I mean, my mom was programmed for fear. She was also programmed for that money was the root of all evil. So there were these, all these things. Yeah are what creates you and creates your reality. Because from, I mean, from birth to seven years old, we're in theta state. So we're just like sponges. We just take it all in. And we think that it's the gospel truth. We just, yeah, that's 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 who we are. And it isn't until we start getting older that we have a chance to really think, is that real or is that not? Is that is that my belief or is is it their belief? So what comes to mind in this note, which maybe is a little more, quote, mainstream, is people have probably heard the terms generational trauma or you are a product of your environment. And we are here to tell people you can break the cycle yes, or you can continue and then nothing will change. Right. If you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with and also don't understand your programming, which, you know, I love. Is it Bruce Lipton that says this? I think it's Bruce Lipton. But here, here's an example, right? If you have a desire to be financially free and abundant, but your programming is money is the root of all evil, then you will always live broke, right? I call that I call that inherited money consciousness. Let's talk about it. Because I had that. That that's what happened to me. I came from eight generations of ministers who signed up to be economically challenged, who signed up to give their last cents to the underserved and who had no money to manage. And I don't want to take that away from them because that's honorable. That's what they chose, but it wasn't what I chose. So as I went through time and, you know, I did the same thing. I went to college, I got jobs. I, I had three kids. And then when my kids were a little bit younger, I, um, I think my youngest was eight. I ended up going through a divorce and I, I had now a large sum of money and now I could help the underserved both individual and nonprofit alike. I was so excited because I was chairman of the board of a nonprofit that helped homeless women. And uh, before long, everybody was hooked into me for my money and I couldn't say no because I had conditioned in me mm. help the underserved, right? And to have no money to manage. And so here I was, I had a financial advisor who made an investment outside the scope 
of the investment firm. And this is an international firm. So I'm going to say it's an international firm that's still out there, well-known today. And he made the scope and I'm in arbitration. And the whole time I'm in arbitration, I'm thinking I'm going to lose this money because I knew the statistics, even if you won, how much money you would get, the percentage. And in the end, he was he was dis disbarred. The firm, fine. The, com the company was, uh, or the his partner, fine, also. And here I was, I only got 10% of what I lost. So I'm sitting there going, okay, it's got to be more than energy. What is this? And that took me down the rabbit hole of my ancestors and the epigenetics kind of imprinting of what was passed on to my mom. My mom would say to my dad, oh, it, when your father has $5 in his pocket, he feels wealthy. And I'm like, whoa, so that was my money consciousness. That was the level. And that's what you're talking about. It's it's the level of inheritance. So I had imprinted me to help the underserved, to not have any money to manage, right? And so it was it, it was crazy. And so I went down and studied everything I could, like neurolinguistic programming, theta healing, uh, EMDR, which is for trauma, um, and uh, psyche, DNA re-engineering. I mean, I just kept going down the line to understand how I could reprogram that for myself so that I could raise my inherited money consciousness to, to millions instead of losing millions. Yeah. So, and, and that's, and people need to understand this is what's imprinted. And I always say, yeah. it's kind of like you, you say, do a life assessment. And I say, be honest with yourself, what's working and what's not and figure out what your belief is. And I never checked out my money consciousness beliefs. And this is a really important area. I want to share this stat. I remember I um, I created a money mindset course. And when I was creating this, I was doing a lot of research, you know, why we sabotage money. And I found out that 70% of lotto winners blow it. So people who, you know, bring in millions, tens of millions, and some people we've seen, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars in jackpots blow it all within three to five years. And that's because you have to understand your mental programming, the subconscious, because we will do what we need to do to bring it to the known. And so it's not, you don't want to, I mean, sure, you could win the lotto, but then you want to be able to manage your money and raise your wealth consciousness. So another thing I think about, because I love visuals, I truly, you know, we're not going to other planets to get resources. Everything we need is here. Abraham Hicks says it's as easy to manifest a castle as it is a button because it's all the same process. It's whatever you can latch onto. But the visual I love is think about, a, a water faucet, like your sink faucet, the amount that you turn it on, whether it's a drip or free flowing depends on your like tight grip around money. Yes. So can we talk about, and, and right now we're talking money, but this goes for every area of life, right? If you have a misalignment, if your relationships, we'll talk about breaking patterns and cycles. Okay. But let's just talk about the energy of money. Money's just energy. I always call it divine energy. Money is just divine energy and it's out there for everyone to have. It's not limited. It's it's overabundant out there. And we have been so conditioned by society even, mm -hmm. programmed by society to look at money in a different way. And when we break, and, 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 and this goes across 
board of whether it's religion, whether it's, uh, you know, our television sets, you know, the media, no matter where you go, we're conditioned to look at money in a different way. And in, I think, a more fearful way or a lack way. Um, and if people can look at money as divine energy, that's in abundance, that's always free flowing because the energy is always free flowing. Yeah. There is no block. And it's kind of like you said, I, you do the faucet. I do a pipeline. I look at it the same way, no matter what it's flowing and mm -hmm. you can decide if it's going to be blocked or whether it's going to flow. And when we start thinking in lack, you're starting to block the flow. You're kinking the hose. You know what? And, and this just came to mind. So I've been in the corporate world, well, out of college for 15 years. And I was just thinking back to, I used to work in the financial industry, um, stock, hedge funds, mutual funds, really boring stuff. But, you know, that was back in 08. So I can remember coming out of college, fear, 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 right? Coming in 08, 09, the crash, the stock market. Also think of that. This has been huge for me in the last couple of years. We've been programmed and conditioned to believe I have to save up for retirement. So I have to work the next 40 plus years to save, to hope I have enough as if there's no more income after that. So hundred percent programming conditioning is one it's externally, right? Our money is in a paycheck, which it's not people get laid off all the time. Right. I literally, I thought of this idea. And I tried to find a shirt and nobody's printed it. So maybe I'll make my own. But I literally, I just like wearing funny, ridiculous things. But I was like, the universe is my sugar daddy. Like, oh, yes. God, source, energy is my supply. That is my supply. So how, okay, let's offer, since we're, we're talking about money, can we offer some tangible takeaways for some mindset shifts because like I, the idea is your, your bank account is a reflection of your current state of consciousness, right? Your current money mindset. Yes. So if you want more and you don't want to sabotage and, and blow it like a lotto winner, what can someone do today to start shifting and open the flow? Well, the first thing I would say to them is write down a number of what is your top, top level of money you think you can hold. Okay. And then I'm going to ask you to triple that and put it on a card and look at it every day. Just take time to look at it and say, I'm worthy. I'm more and write on it. I'm worthy of $3 million. And then underneath that say, I have $3 million. Yeah. Because you're programming, you're saying you're worthy and that you have it. And it's important to speak what people don't understand. They'll say, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's important to speak in present tense. Yes. It's important to feel like you've already had it. The reason why it doesn't work for some people is because they, they all of a sudden go, oh, but I don't have it. You know, they go to the 3D world. I don't have it. And so what I give people this little tidbit, write this down. And then I say, everything's working to my advantage. Everything's working to my advantage or something marvelous is happening to me right now. Yeah. I do that. Uh, I give these to my clients. And, and the other thing is, I am so grateful that abundance flows to me easily and effortlessly mm -hmm. and consistently on a everyday basis. Yes. And if you put those on post-its, I'm telling you, if you read them all the time. And so when your mind starts to go saying, I don't have it, and you say, everything's working to my advantage, 
or you're saying that the abundance is flowing to you and you switch it, the more you can automatically say those things, you pull your frequency. And I think um, Abraham Hicks would say that too. You pull your frequency right out of where it might've gone. And now you're not stuck. You, you're, you're not blocking yourself. Cause once you go into that, I don't have it, then the block goes in. But when, and, and so that's why people feel like they're go, you know, they're moving forward, stopping, moving forward, stopping because they get the momentum going and then they put that block in. And instead, if you can say one of these more positive as an automatic affirmation that goes in there, you will find that your energy shifts automatically. 100%. So what you kind of brought up is sometimes I even do goal cards or when I'm writing it, you know, when I'm doing something new and I call them experiments for me, that's how I detach from the outcome and I'm not white knuckling trying to make it happen. But at the bottom of mine, my phrase is it's this or something even better. Yep. But okay. A, a couple of things you touched on there. So ultimately we're talking about manifesting and I want people to know you are manifesting every single day. It's just whether or not you're aware of it and we want you to be a conscious creator. So it's time to be aware of it. But you know, like the big thing is you have to believe it and then you will see it. Right. Um, I love the, Wayne Dyer said this bazillion years ago, but he said, you don't, we don't attract what we want. We attract what we are. And that was a big one too. So let's talk about the idea of worthy because um, I, I have found what I coach my clients through is pulling the weeds, planting new seeds. And those weeds are the limiting beliefs. And deep down, I have found that there's pretty much two people either feel unworthy or not enough. Right. And if you feel unworthy or not enough, and that's your subconscious programming, think of it as your operating system running the show. If you don't pull those weeds, you will never have the money, relationship, freedom, anything you desire because you don't believe you're worthy of it. Right. So let's talk about how do we become worthy? Well, I, I say this to everybody, put on a post that I'm worthy of the very best love and life have to offer. Um, because everybody's worthy of the very best that love and life have to offer. And so it's really, I would say to people, make I make a list where where people really were programmed to begin with because and where they feel unworthy. Do you feel unworthy in your work? Do you feel unworthy um, at home? Do you feel unworthy in relationships? You know, I had one person that they felt worthy in their relationships, their personal relationships. But when it came to making money in their businesses, they didn't feel worthy of creating that income. So they had uh, a more of a lack going there than in they had confidence in creating their personal relationships, but the lack of confidence in, in receiving and making money for what they did. And so it depends on where somebody's at, but but the first thing is, is to literally sit down and do, as you say, a life assessment. But I, I always say, be a scientist of your life or a, a student of your life and actually go in. It's like going into a laboratory and go, what's what's working? What's not working? And being honest and and seeing, because what you're also talking about is lack. Um, it doesn't matter whether you have, if you don't have the self-esteem, that's lack. Yeah. And lack is the biggest thing that everybody has. I, I I haven't met one person that in some area they haven't felt lack. So when you can start 
understanding that you're worthy of the very best that love and life have to offer. And I say this because it's something that you need to put on a post-it. You need to feel it and you need to feel that you're worthy and then picture everything that you desire. It gets you into that mode, but you first have to pinpoint it where, where you feel that and, and take yourself down that rabbit hole. And this is the other thing I would say to people, when you get that feeling of that unworthiness, sit in the feeling because that feeling, if you sit in the feeling, I know it's icky. I know it really is. And sometimes it can be really painful, but if you sit in it, it will take you to the point where it first started. And then you have already started to release it because you're figuring out where it first started and the healing can start to begin. And then you reverse. And you have to feel it to heal it. I just want to share when I did some of this money mindset work, it And again, I don't think this was bad. And my parents did the best they could at the time with what they knew. If they had me today, my upbringing would be so different. But as an example, like I remember in the fourth grade, so I was eight, my brother and I had a paper route. So I learned Mm -hmm. at a very young age, I had to work for money. I had to earn money. Not saying that's bad, but look, we, we think we have to earn it. Like already we're not worthy. We have to like prove ourselves, right? And here's how I started doing this. Again, I call it experiments and I started having fun. And for me, it's like building the mindset muscle. If money, if you have a lot of lack or fear around money, start small, like $5. If you if you want to test that thoughts become things, start small, $5. And I, I've done money experiments anywhere from, again, having fun with it, $200 a day every day. Two, I did a, t- then I was like, what? So then I wanted to go big. I did a $10,000 experiment in 14 days. So I, I do them very small time frame so I can stay focused and feel it. And that experiment ended up with 10,600. So that was fun. And my most recent, my I was like, all right, I'm doubling it, 20 grand. And that month, and part of it, um, I told him my car. So it was more than I expected. I didn't plan to total my car, but that experiment ended up with like 35 grand. Yeah. So this stuff works. I just want people to know like this works and you can only have the amount come in that you can line up with. I, I agree with that. I did an experiment the same. I do these experiments too. And I said, money comes in my mail- mailbox, money comes in my hands oh. and money goes into my bank account. So I did that experiment and I'm, I'm with you. I do it for a short period of time so that I can keep my focus on the short period of time. Right. And so all of a sudden I'm getting checks in my mail and they're coming from a lawsuit. I didn't even know I was part of. Cool. And it happened twice. You know, I ended up getting uh, a large sum of money from, from uh, something I never anticipated. Somebody handed it to me and uh, $10,000. So I was like you, I ended up getting this large sum of money. And, and then, uh, also I had a surprise, uh, gift in my bank account and, uh, from something I invested in. And so I was like, Whoa, cause that investment was never supposed to really take off. And it did. And I was like, this is crazy. So then I tried it again and I had money come in my mailbox, money came in my hand and money came in my bank account. Yeah. And so I thought, oh, that that's kind of so it is the frequency we have to understand it is the frequency in which we deal. I mean, going back to what uh, what you had said before, Einstein even said, put the frequency out there of the reality you wish for and you can't help but bring it to you. That's not philosophy. That's physics. Yeah. 
And so people understand, I, I know a lot of people think this is woo-woo, but it really isn't. It, it, it really has to do with quantum physics. Yes. Um, and so in essence, we're kind of talking about quantum physics. Yeah. And, and, and people have to understand when, when you start, and this takes us to like kind of paradigms and stuff, but when you start changing from lack to abundance or changing your, and changing your mindset, the frequency, you're basically quantum jumping. You're basically jumping because if, if I would have stayed with fear, my trajectory would have been one way, but because I went into safety, security, and confidence, I opened up a whole new world to me, both professionally and personally. I went a totally different way because I wasn't fear-based anymore. So you can't have that same reality once you, once you go into that. Okay. I want to go down this rabbit hole with you. I first want to start with this quote, since you just shared one from Einstein. I love Nikola Tesla. And he says, if you want to understand the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. And that's all this is. So let's talk quantum physics 101. But before we go there, again, I'm very visual. So I want to share this. I like to think of, I do not love Excel spreadsheets, but I know men tend to those left brain creatures, right? But think, I want you to think of, you know, Dr. Joe Dispenza and a lot of people talk about the quantum field, that every potential you could imagine, Bob Proctor said this, whatever you can imagine in your mind, you can hold in your hand. Mm -hmm. Everything is already created, right? We're not creating new things. We're just like, we're manifesting and bringing it into tangible form. So here's how I have visualized this. Everything you can fathom is on an Excel spreadsheet. Because Excel goes for infinity. So, and all you have to do is get the right coordinates, right? Like H8 or A4. So knowing that the your the money, the relationship, the experience, the business success, that whatever you want has its coordinate and all you have to do is align with it. So again, we've been taught we have to go out, hustle and grind and do things where let's talk about quantum physics And this stuff is so fun. I can give examples. I'm sure you have tons. But when you can align to it via your thoughts and feelings, because you are creating your own energy field, literally like the stuff comes to you. Okay, so let's talk quantum physics 101. Well, the you know, the easiest example I can give the audience on quantum physics is, you know how you put the energy out there and you're thinking about somebody and talking to them and all of a sudden they call you, Mm -hmm. you've, you've put the frequency out there. They're thinking about you at the same time, or you're standing and you can feel somebody, um, uh, looking at you behind you and you turn around and they're looking at you. It's, it's, it's the energy. It's the frequency. It's they're in your quantum field at that point. And, and so understand that once we start a thought, that thought goes out into the field. Okay. And that thought of like, if I, uh, let's say that I'm thinking about a certain type of car that I'd like, that car's already out in the field. Yeah. The minute I think about it, it's out in the quantum field and everything is energy. Everything is vibration, right? And our thoughts have energy and vibration to them. And so that's why I say, be careful what you think about, <laughs> be careful what you're yep. putting out in the field. But 
you're able through that thought, the energy, the frequency to actually bring this closer to you, just like the phone call. I know that that phone call is simplistic, but um, I can give another very simplistic thought on your human body that we that we can also project on. You know how you have an important meeting, you're kind of feeling like you're going to get sick and you go, I don't have time for this. I can't get sick, but I can get sick after. You don't get sick, you stay well. And then right after, because you've already told your subconscious, you put the energy from the free, from the quantum field, yeah. already put it out there. I'm going to get sick right after this is done. And so I believe our quantum field also affects ourselves. It doesn't, it just doesn't hold what we're desiring out there. It also, our cells are in the quantum field. So even your health can be affected by this quantum field. And so I would, um, that's the best example I can give. I can give one that's out there and, and with your friend calling you, or even I actually manifested a card this way. So I'm going to say it. So I used uh, uh, something of my own, but I also know that many of us don't understand that our quantum field is inside us as well. And so when you're starting to deal with health and you're starting to deal, it's as simple as just say, I'm not going to get sick. I'm not going to get that cold or I'm not, I don't, I don't feel sick. And, and you will push it out. You will push it out. But even then I would not use those words because you're saying sick. So I would say, I am healthy. I am healthy. I am well. Yeah. It's just, I agree with you, but it's, 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 it's just a way for people to visualize that you're, you, you don't just say I can get it after you say, I'm, yeah, it's what you're saying. I am well. Yeah. And I'm moving forward. There's nothing, I don't feel anything. Here's how I understand it too that literally, ultimately, life is a boomerang. Whatever we are putting out, we will get back. And, um, you know, Abraham Hicks talks about this as a radio frequency. So, again, let's say if you're attuned to 93.3, that's your current frequency. But the things you desire happen to be on 98.5. All you have to do is tune, raise your vibration to match the 98.5 frequency. At a high level, quantum physics states, you know, particles and waves. So everything or the observer effect, that's another one. But I I would love to give, I'll give a personal example on how I've done this. And I literally have a lot, but it's only because I'm so aware of this stuff. But some of them blow my mind and they're super fun. I'll give an example. So last football season in August, I was like, I want to attend a Broncos home game for free. That was my intention. That was it. And I let it go knowing. And again, Neville Goddard teaches living from the end. Right. That means already thinking and feeling, knowing it's yours. Another way I've heard this said is um, waking up as though your prayers are already answered. Because otherwise we future trip or we're like one day, someday, I hope that would be nice. And then you're just putting it out there for you. You're never going to get it. So anyway, this was a fun one. And I love how this came about. So the intention, I want to go to Broncos game for free. That's it. So I ended up going to London in October to watch the Broncos Jacksonville game. So I'm in London in Webley. Quote, happened to go to an Irish bar with a guy I met just walking around Wembley. We were both solo. We're in Broncos gear. So we get to this Irish pub. He ends up running into three guys he worked with years ago in the military and CIA and stuff. 
One of the guys sitting there works for the Broncos on the security team. So we get to chatting and he brings up, I did not even say it. He brings up, if you ever want to go to a home game, let me know. I can get you two tickets. So that, that was just one of my most recent, most fun ones. But the point is the how and the when are not your job, right? You get clear on the what, you match it and let life surprise you. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how I think people spend too much time orchestrating how it has to happen. Yes. Instead of just, uh, and, and we get caught up in those details instead of just in the pure essence of having it yeah. and, and knowing that it's already going to be delivered and just going on your day uh, instead of dwelling on it. I, this is where people get hung up. This is a, a, a huge thing yeah. that people get hung up on having to have it happen, have to happen. To do. Look, when when we said that um, money came into the mailbox, money you know was in the hand and money was in the bank account. I didn't dictate who was going to put it, what what was going to come, where it was going to come from. The dollar at that point, I didn't even put the dollar amount really in it. It just came yeah, and because I just knew that it was coming. And yeah. and you just knew that you were going to get the Bronco tickets. Yeah. So it's kind of the same thing. And and so people get caught up in the how and that uh, who's going to do it and that kind of thing. And that that can gum up the whole system. So I would say it's like I say always it's it, you brought it up too. it's coming from the end that you've already had it. And that's why I say when you're doing affirmations, when you're talking about anything, you have to say it. it's uh, it's like I have great abundance. I have, I have an abundant mindset. You have to be, I have, I have an abundant mindset. I am, I have ultimate abundance in every area of my life. I mean, these are really uh, powerful when you say them like that, because uh, it's not, I'm going to have, I have it. I possess it because I'm going to say to everybody, you do possess it. You possess the ability for all of this. It's, it's, it's inside you and in your quantum field that's out here. Yes. It's, it's all around you. What I want to highlight there is we are not saying fake it till you make it. No. I have taken on more of the mantra, embody it until you become it. Yes. And what I have found kind of, you know, what we touched on is the idea of manic manifesting is when you're trying to control the outcome, the timing, whatever, which ultimately is very fear-based and impatient. And somebody who who is impatient and fear-based also worry and that person doesn't trust. They don't believe and you're not matching the frequency, right? Right. So how do we offer someone who's maybe newer to this? who's used to control or living very fear-based, this is a huge paradigm shift. But the billboard message you told me, actually you share it. What's the billboard message you want people to know? Success in every area of your life is real and obtainable, but the power is in your hands. And I truly believe this. And when you talked about fear, I'm going to give what I did. And it was before, long before I studied some of the stuff I've studied. I thought, I, I don't want to be fear-based anymore because I worried about 99.9% of everything that was never going to happen. And that was my mom. And I was just didn't want it anymore. So, cause fear is also attached to lack, lack of money, lack of self-esteem, all of that. So I put the word 
fear in an imaginary bubble, you know, so the, I, I imagined it, that the word fear was in it and I attached it to myself. And every time I felt fear, I cut it away and put safety, security, and confidence in its place. So every time I felt fear, I felt that, that word fear in this bubble attached to me. And I just would imagine it cut away mm. and the word safety, security, and confidence. I did this for one week. And every time I felt fear, I'd cut it away and put safety, security, and confidence. So I'm I'm conditioning my subconscious and conscious mind constantly. And I had something happen where I, it's kind of similar to what, uh, if anybody knows who Brian Scott is, he talks about something like this, but I went out and it was a moment where I normally would have been extremely fear-based. I would have tried to be the people pleaser, uh, you know, for something. And I didn't, I all of a sudden my system, I said something totally different of being in safety, security, and confidence. And I literally saw the two realities split like that. Cool. It was, and I, I realized I just, it was the first time I can honestly say I really, I know we have times that we see shifts, but I literally was living the shift as it was happening because it was a huge, I, I believe it's because it was a huge part of me, this fear. And when I shifted a huge part of who I was, I could actually see it move. So it was almost slow motion. I saw the reality of what would have happened and the reality of where I was. Yeah. And it was such a huge paradigm shift for me, but that was um, a very simplistic way that you can do it for anything that you have. Just every time you have that feeling, cut it away, mm. have it in those words and put, you know, if it's lack, cut it away and put abundance in its place. And literally in one week, if you kept doing that and reminding yourself, you're, you're literally conditioning your subconscious mind. It's, it's kind of like, I can't remember if it was Joseph Murphy or Neville, they used to carry cards in their pockets. And I think Einstein did too, cards in their pockets of little things to remind themselves of. So safety, security, and confidence. I have safety, security, and confidence, or I have, an abundant mindset and put them on cards and pull them out. So when you have your pocket, you're like reading the card. Mm. And so I would say to people, that's another way to constantly, um, because our subconscious mind is so powerful because it's been so conditioned for so long yeah. that it does take a little bit of your work to recondition it. Yes. And, and remember, I did this fear thing all week long. I paid attention to it. And so it, it takes, it takes that attention to, um, reprogram. So a couple notes on that. I love the bubble that, that letting it go. Another one I've seen, cause think about if we're white knuckling, it's literally like tethered to us. I think about a balloon and like letting go of the string and you can write the fear, whatever, and like literally watching it float away. But same idea with your, um, bubble. Another one I want to offer, like the note card, is I have multiple affirmations and reminders. Um, there are alarms on my phone throughout the day. I think I have six per day. 
And again, it's a very intentional, mindful practice to remind myself. So I think ultimately what we're saying is, and I want to excite people, like put this stuff into play that we are teaching you because through repetition and consistency, that is how you reprogram and literally change your reality, right? It's a mindset. It's really, you're, you're taking care of you. You're taking care of the essence, the the subconscious, conscious, and super conscious mind of who Mm. you are. And that's that's the beauty of it. The beauty of it is the power is in your hands to create what you wish to create. Believe it or not, it is. It's just like I always say everything's working out to my advantage. And the reason why I tell people to say this is because we can look at something and right off, and it looks kind of bad. And right away, we condition ourselves. Oh, this is going to be bad. Instead yeah. of saying, you know what? Everything's working out to my advantage. When I started saying that, when I would see things, I'm like, everything did. Everything yes. works to my advantage. I would look at it and say, huh, everything's working out to my advantage. Even if it doesn't look so good, you'll find out that something actually works to your advantage. I'm curious, what are some daily rituals that you practice or implement to keep you in the vibe, the frequency in the mindset so you don't fall off track or when you do, you're able to get back on? Oh, well, the first thing, one of the easiest ways to get back on track is to put your hand on your heart because mm-hmm. your heart is where you are. This is your essence. And it's, 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 I believe our subconscious and conscious mind and superconscious come together right in our heart. And I just start breathing and I say appreciation, Mm. gratitude, compassion, caring, and love. And when you say these words and you just say appreciation, you know, gratitude, compassion, love, caring, you'll notice that your breath even slows down. You'll notice that your vibration just kind of smooths out. And it really kind of, I actually do that before I start meditating Mm. and um, because it's, it's, it's really, so my ritual is I do Qigong, a seven minute Qigong in the morning, because what it does is it loosens up, um, our spinal column, our fluid in us and loosens up our body a little bit. And then I have certain prayers that I say in the morning, then I sit down my heart and then I go into my meditation or I'll do even, um, today I did a shaman, shamanic Uh, meditation, which was quite something, but I'll do a meditation. I get up very early in the morning. Um, I know Joe Dispenza talks about it. He gets up at like four 30 in the morning. I get up very early in the morning so that I can, um, to me, it's the quietest time of the day. And it's also kind of where I'm, I just can go into this space of the void. And I know Joe talks about it. Other people talk about it, but it really, when you go into that space, it's kind of your breathing it really does take you to a, a really consciousness level of shifting. You can actually start to shift. So that so that's um, what I, those are the rituals that I really do. And I really do use everything that's working to my advantage. And I also really use, um, isn't it wonderful? Something marvelous is happening to me right now. I use that too. And matter of fact, I use it so much that if I'm having a dream, all of a sudden I'll realize I'm saying it in my dream. Mm. So it's so programmed in my 
subconscious and conscious mind, I've programmed it that much that if a dream isn't even going the right way, it comes in. It's very funny, but all of a sudden I'll realize, wait, I'm saying that. <laughs> so that's, that would be my tip for just getting started on your own. And these are great practices and just a handful on how to get out of autopilot and become a conscious creator. I want to ask you, because I feel like we've touched on a lot. What do you believe is a key takeaway you want listeners to get? Well, I already said it, that they do have success in every area of their life. They can, uh, it, the power is in their hands. I truly believe that. But because everybody has so much money consciousness problems, I would say to them, remember, money is divine energy. Yeah. Out there, limitless. Yes. Please put this on a card that it is limitless for all of us to have. Just like um, I also, and also I'd say to them, um, I know you think you have to work hard for money, but money can flow to you easily and you don't have to. So start examining that and just know that money flows to you easily and quickly. Yes. Love that. Preach. Okay. Uh, to wrap up the interview, I have a couple of rapid fire questions for you. All right. Let it go. <laughs> what is a quote or motto that you live by? Oh, well, I, I do. Success in every area is, is uh, you know, real and available and the power is in our minds. But I live by everything is available to me. Mm. Everything is available to me and I'm in charge of my own destiny. Yes. So that's how I live. I'm in charge of my own destiny. So just understand you are too. I love that. What is a book you're currently reading or highly recommend? I just got this book. It's by uh, Neville. It's the Occult Sciences. Neville Goddard? Uh, uh, yeah. And I'm so I'm so excited to read it. So anyway, I just got it. It's, I, I found it, actually. Oh, and cool. It's how, how to get what you want through your occult powers. Okay, cool. So, but it was a find and I had to go search for it. So I, I'm just starting that one. And the other one is uh, the Illuminous Light. And I'll share that one too by Lieberman. And okay. this one is amazing because it talks about how we do have a sixth sense um, by uh, chromacomb in our eyes, which is what animals have that help them find, you know, mm -hmm. automatically navigate. We have it. It's just our thoughts get in the way of it. And it talks about how we take uh, light in our bodies in different ways. Um, and so it's not uh, our eyes take in 95% of the our, our light, but our bodies take in five. And then we have frozen light coming from vegetables. So it's really interesting how he ties uh, light into our lives. Um, so I'm always reading different things, but those are what I'm reading. Love that. All right. Final question. What advice would you give your younger self? <laughs> well, I'm quite older than you. Um, I would, I wish I would have known everything I know today. I would be more, I would be careful about the words I speak to myself. Mm -hmm. I would be a much kinder person to myself. I was very hard on myself, um, younger and, um, and I was, um, very uh, to myself, I, I would say, go out and explore that world because it's exciting and you're worthy of it. Yes. And such a great note to end on. Janet, thank you so much for joining me today. 
Oh, thank you for having me, Heather. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. I'd love it if you could leave me a review and remember to subscribe and share this episode with your friends. If you haven't yet, connect with me on the social platforms. You can add me on Instagram at heather.hakes and subscribe to my YouTube channel. I'll catch you on the next episode.